Hello everyone and welcome to Austin and Bird's Open Forum, a podcast focusing on issues and topics important to women in business. I'm Lydia Regeniotti, an associate in the financial services and product practice at Austin and Bird London. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Christina Benetti, a doctor who is training in pediatrics at the Royal London Hospital. Welcome, Christina, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Lydia. It's a pleasure. I'm really happy to be here with you today. So, Christina, I think it would be helpful to start with some information on your background and your current position at the NHS. So, taking the story from the start, I finished medical school back in Athens in my hometown in Greece. And then I came directly to London to work as a clinical research fellow at the Avelina London Children's Hospital. I then went to Cambridge and worked in Cambridge University hospitals for a year. And now I'm currently on my third year of training in pediatrics um, in London. Past six months, I've been doing neonatology at Royal London Hospital. And currently I'm doing community pediatrics at Myland and Royal London Hospital. So yes, that's where I'm at currently. Thank you, Christina. I have to admit that's a really impressive CV. Of course, we can't really avoid discussing COVID-19 and the ways that it has affected your profession. These past few years have been very challenging for each and every one of us. But being a doctor in London during the coronavirus outbreak must have been really hard. So how did COVID affect your work conditions and what were the biggest challenges you faced at work? Um, So I have to say that living through the pandemic has been a terrifying time for all of us. And for us in particular in the hospital, we faced some unprecedented circumstances for sure. Um, I will never forget back in January this year when I went to work one day and they told us that hospitals in London were were running out of oxygen. So they had to bring patients from all over London uh, to our hospital because it was quite bigger and newer and we had the facilities to accommodate them. Uh, The influx was so big at that time that they were thinking of setting up tents in the parking lot outside Royal London to accommodate the patients. I remember feeling that no one knew what the next day would look like, and that was uh, quite scary. At the same time, I've been working with mothers quite a lot because I was doing neonatology, as I mentioned earlier. And I remember how difficult it was for mothers to give birth to their babies and be alone in their first days of this journey. Uh, So normally we're used to having a big celebration in the room when a baby comes, the whole family is there, and it's such a nice and cheerful moment. During this time, mothers had to be alone um, for these initial days in hospital. Uh, All of them said to me how lonely they were feeling and how difficult it was for them to go through this um, all alone without having their loved ones to support them. I really can't imagine how difficult it must have been for all these patients and how emotionally intense it was for all the women going through this very unique moment in their lives without being able to see their loved ones. To be honest, this has also been my biggest concern since the beginning of the pandemic. This idea of not being able to travel back to my family and be next to them if needed. It seems that this period has been emotionally challenging for all of us, but not least for you and every doctor out there. So how did it feel being a doctor in the front line while science was changing and evolving during the pandemic? So I have to say, I found myself witnessing in awe how science was evolving in front of our eyes. Uh, In particular for pediatrics, as many people may know, the acute infection of COVID uh, thankfully doesn't have very severe symptoms. Uh, But suddenly we were faced with a new constellation of symptoms we had never seen before in children all over the world. 
which followed an acute COVID infection several months later. It was so impressive to see scientists from all over the world doing research at the same time, trying to tackle this new enemy that had emerged. Well, I think it's fair to say that every difficulty we are faced with has a silver lining. And it's truly incredible how science was able to tackle this so quickly. Did the situation at the hospital change significantly after the vaccination started? Well, I mean, everyone knows what changed with the vaccination because I guess everyone has access to the numbers and the graphs. For me in particular, uh, a very memorable moment that I'll never forget is the first day that the vaccination started in my hospital. Uh, I remember the ground floor suddenly being flooded with people that were queuing to get their COVID jabs. There was music, everyone was so cheerful, they were smiling behind their masks, and suddenly everyone was hopeful that this could actually be coming to an end and there could be a way out of this. So yes, I would say that since then, uh, everything changed. Yeah, I mean, the way you describe it, it sounds indeed as a very cheerful and hopeful moment, like kind of the start of a new life, right? at least a new section in our lives. Um, I guess that as a doctor, you experienced the pandemic and the lockdown quite differently than we did. I mean, for most of us, it meant that we managed to spend more time at home with our families and being able to devote more time to ourselves. But I guess that wasn't the case for you now, was it? Yeah, uh, I guess another big challenge was that you can't work from home as a doctor, right? So we had to be in hospital lots of hours and even more than what we did previously. For me in particular, because my family is back in Greece, um, I was not able to go and visit them because I couldn't do the quarantine when I came back. So actually, I stayed away from them for almost a year. And it was the first time in my life that I've had to do this. Uh, So it was really challenging. Um, I also had to postpone my wedding for a year. So I guess the impact on our lives was just very big. For, and it was different for each one of us. I found that following this, when I went back home, I was cherishing every single moment that I spent with my family and my loved ones so much more. Um, and it felt so different and unique to be with them. And I think I'll never take this for granted again. That must have been really hard. I just hope that we won't have to deal again with a similar situation in the future. However, the lockdown is not the only thing that you experience differently than the rest of the world. I mean, most people nowadays live busy and stressful lives, but we are probably subject to a very different level and type of stress than you do every day. I believe it would be interesting to hear about the challenges you face in your regular working days and how do you manage your stress during these moments? I would say that some of the most challenging moments are especially the night shifts because we're Uh, working with very limited capacity, resources, and staff. Uh, And sometimes it can get really chaotic in the hospital at night. I guess at those moments, what I've learned is that you need to take a step back, take a deep breath, and just prioritize. You have to uh, find out what's a matter of life and death, what's the most urgent thing that you need to deal with, and then you realize that everything else can wait, no matter how many jobs you have on your list. That's so true, Christina, and thanks for bringing this up, because I guess most people feel like they're drowning when they encounter an obstacle, no matter how small or simple this may be. And I have to admit, I am sometimes one of these people. But at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is look at the bigger picture and put things into perspective. 
do you think that being faced with a high level of intense work every day has helped you cope with stressful situations in your personal life more easily? You said the magic word. And I think that word is perspective because um, working in these conditions just makes you put everything else into perspective in a very different manner. Uh, all the other stressful situations, the deadlines that you're faced with uh, in your life every day just don't seem as scary. At the same time, I think um, the second thing that it really teaches you is gratitude because you learn not to take things for granted. For example, um, your family being healthy or waking up every day, being able to breathe, uh, be with your loved ones. See how for some people that's not the case and it, it helps you to experience this immense gratitude for the small things that other people don't think about maybe. So I believe that in every situation that we're faced with, even if you feel like you're totally drowning, you have the time to clear your head and organize your thoughts and just tackle it in the best way possible. Uh, it's never as urgent as you think, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. You are right. And that's something that I have been trying to do lately as well. So whenever I get stressed, I just sit back, take a big breath and try to approach the problem from a different angle than before, which has so far worked a lot better for me. As you already know, as a lawyer, I also have to deal with stressful situations. And during busy periods at work, I sometimes find it hard to disconnect, to just take a break from it and relax. I would imagine that given the nature of your profession, it must be even harder for you to switch off. So after an intense day at work, how do you manage to disconnect? Um, well, we've talked about challenges enough. And I think probably the biggest challenge is managing to disconnect. At some point, I've realized that carrying your problems back home actually makes you less productive even when you're back at work. So I've been actively trying to uh, disconnect and release the stress. And I think that's one of the most important aspects of our lives as professionals and uh, on our, for our personal lives as well. I totally agree. And it is truly challenging. As the more you care about what you do, the harder it gets to just switch off. Ideally, that is something that we should all learn to do early on in our professional lives, even though it's probably something most people learn the hard way. Personally, I recently started running, which makes me switch off from any problems I may have at the time, and then I'm able to cope with the issue more effectively. So what do you like to do in your personal time to just relax and disconnect? So I think for me, what works the best is disconnecting completely from technology, not having my phone around when I wake up on a Saturday morning. I put some music on, I go on a long walk. Uh, I think that being close to nature is actually something that can make you uh, like see the world in a different way. Um, for me, yoga and meditation has helped a lot. And one of the good things that happened during the pandemic, uh, you had access to yoga classes and meditation sessions online, which has been excellent. You talked about some things that you like to do to disconnect, but I think an equally important aspect of our lives is just being inspired. For you, I guess, being so close to young children is probably a motivating factor in itself. But I would be very interested to find out more about a specific aspect of your work that motivates you and keeps you going. So if I had to put a title on what motivates me the most, I think it would be two words and those would be smiling eyes. I think the most important thing is when you see someone showing you gratitude and appreciation for what you do for them. So, for example, recently had a baby who was diagnosed with a fatal condition 
And after I talked to the uh, multidisciplinary team at the hospital, I found out that actually the NHS could fund a really rare treatment for them that would save their lives. Um, I remember the time that we went to the parents to announce to them that the child was going to be able to get this treatment and their life would be normal from then on. Uh, and I will never forget how behind their masks they were smiling so widely. They were showing such appreciation, such joy, uh, and they were looking at us as if we were their heroes, whereas, you know, we were just doing our jobs. So I think that's the biggest motivating factor, making someone happy and giving them hope. I really would not be able to imagine a more rewarding feeling than being appreciated for having literally just saved someone's life. And following on from that very hopeful note, I think it would be great to end our podcast today by discussing something that inspires you personally. It could be a moment, a person, or something you like to read or listen to. Maybe because uh, you're from Greece as well, you may identify with this more. The one thing that I always go back to when I'm facing really big challenges and I feel like uh, it's really difficult to go on is this poem by C.P. Kavafi, which is called Ithaca. And what it says is, as you set out for Ithaca, pray that your journey is a long one, full of adventures, full of discoveries. What this poem teaches us is that all the challenges that we face during the road, they're actually big blessings because uh, they help us grow and they help us reach our potential. And I guess for everyone who's listening to us and they're going through a really tough time, I know it's really difficult to do this uh, at the moment, but just keep at the back of your mind that all these challenges, they are blessings and they are the ways through which uh, we can grow and we can become better people. Uh, that's one of the things that helps me a lot. That is truly very inspiring. Thank you, Christina, for sharing with us and for taking the time to speak to me today. We have now reached the end of our podcast, so I would like to thank our listeners for tuning into another episode of Open Forum. We will return in January with a new episode. In the meantime, the Austrian Bird Women's Initiative Committee wishes you all a happy holiday season.